0: Welcome to Tiger's SRD with two hosts who always start on second. Chris Brown. Never-ending parade of mediocrity. And Roger Castillo.
1: Oh, Roger, you live in Detroit. Da, 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 da. Anybody in this shower in 10 seconds, you
0: going to get by a $100. No. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, get in five now. Mississippi, six Mississippi, no, seven no. Mississippi, no. eight Mississippi, nine Mississippi, ten Mississippi. You guys. You lollygag the ball around the infield. You lollygag your way down to first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. You know what that makes you Larry. Lollygaggers. lollygaggers. This is a simple game. You throw the ball. You hit the ball. You catch the ball. You got it?
1: Welcome to the weekend edition of Tigers SRD here at MotorCityBangles.com. dot com. Hello, guest ceiling. Chris Brown, and yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and if it, the only reason why the only reason why I started the podcast is what he said to the, the 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 beat writers today. "Quote: We just got our asses kicked by the Indians for the third time in a row." Of course, the question comes up is how. A.J. Hinch addressed his team. Quote, I will handle my business managing behind the scenes, behind the scenes. I know my people are encouraged about it, but I handle things directly. End of quote. In other words,
0: he pissed. I mean, he's, yeah. pissed. <laughs> he's pissed. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's it's funny the way a an awful stretch of baseball like this can make you feel really bad about everything with the team. And it makes the, the, like, you know, we've been sort of critical of the rebuild, but also, you know, trying to look for spots where it, it seems to be going right. And when this happens, you go, man, I just don't, I don't see the light of the tunnel at all. This is, where's the talent? Is there any talent, particularly on offense, that the offensive production was just abysmal. And the, you saw a couple guys do okay, but yeah, it, it was just an awful weekend of baseball and they've got, Seven more games on this road trip at Houston and at Oakland. I mean, but they won the first two games of the year and since then they're one and six. Is that about right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, one and six. Yeah.
0: So yeah, they look like an awful baseball team, and we expected them to be bad, but it's uh it's one thing to expect it and it's another thing to watch it.
1: Yeah, this the series, the offensive series is summed up in one tweet. Thirteen for ninety one, batting one forty three, four home runs, six walks. Twenty-eight strikeouts, four double plays. Rounding the double plays,
0: eleven men left on base. Two and, of those double plays were were today by Mazzara. Did yeah,
1: who, who also had one of the worst eight innings I've seen in a long time. Did you see what happened to him today?
0: I mean, did you yeah. see that back-to-back throwing errors from a right fielder? Not ideal. I mean. I, there, was, there was
1: a debate among our chat about, well, who's who's on their way out first and all that, and I think that's a little premature. But, I mean, if you can't make a simple routine play from right field, I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, man. What was this? So The the second one was he airmailed the throw home, which led another run score. What was the first one? The first one was a throw to – was it he tried to throw it to the third? Right, yeah, third. And let the runner – got past, past the third baseman, so the runner got to advance to second, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's I mean you brought Mazara in. We knew we knew guys like Mazara, Nunez, and Ramos were not coming in for their defense. They're coming in because they have some power. But uh you know you gotta produce, you gotta produce that power. And so far Mazara has what, one home run? Yep, I mean, one home run. At least Ramos is just doing his part on offense. It's, uh, but Mazara Mazara, yeah, hitting two fourteen. After today with one home run. So, I don't know. Like you said, yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think anything major is going to happen until the end of the month, at least. Right. And and maybe not even then. I mean, one thing, we, we just know well, they're going to need a lot of bodies this year. We've already seen two, two guys go down in the first week of the year. And one pretty severely. We don't – I mean, Julio Tehran may not come back this season, which is kind of wild. And <laughs> out of nowhere, I mean, he, he wasn't playing great, but he had the homer in the first game, and he didn't seem like he was all that hurt, and suddenly he's on the injured list. So, I mean, uh, it's one thing to like, hey, this guy sucks, get rid of him. But it's another thing to go like, oh, man, we don't have anybody left because everybody's hurt. So, I guess I wouldn't be so quick to jettison players when you just need bodies this year. Yeah, and
1: that's where that's exactly. I'm glad you bring that up because I know a lot of fans out there are like he's got to go and all that. Look, it's not gonna happen. Who are you gonna replace Nico Goodrum with? Who, by the way, he had a walk and a strikeout today, but he had, overall the series he wasn't too bad. He had a couple hits yesterday, but it's you look look across the board. I mean, Robbie Grossman had a walk, or he got you know he got hit by a batter today, so that was technically a walk, but. Everyone except for Candelario struck out and Candelario today Candelario one for three at an RBI, at a little RBI a single in the first, but Jonathan, I mean, you could take a positive today about Jonathan scope. I mean, he was two for four, which was better than what he was doing the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Ronaldo Nunez, who was called up today because Miguel Cabrera had a bicep, the same bicep issue was bothering before came back. And now he's gonna be on a DL, and you don't know how long that's gonna be. But I mean, like you said, like it didn't really matter whether he was getting the line or not. But Nunez, not helping your cause, my friend. You went over four. You went over three with three strikeouts and a walk. I mean, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just. Go ahead. No, it's you know I don't
0: know. He, he was on the practice squad, I assume. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know, but. uh yeah, I, don't
1: he, I don't think he was on attack. I don't think he
0: was, but
1: no. And maybe he wasn't
0: because he wasn't on the 40-man. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, we see, like, Willie Castro has had a couple of games where he hit the heart, ball hard and looked good, but he hasn't done any real extra base damage. Uh, Candelario had that big home run yesterday, but he hasn't done a whole lot of extra base damage. It, it's Kobe Jones has two hits this year, I think. Or a couple early important hits, but nothing since. You said hey, Mika Goodrum has done okay lately. But he's still – he's a guy who's going to strike out a lot. It's just the way it is, especially from the left-handed side. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when you watch the lineup, it's just – I just – unless Akil Badu is in there, I'm like, I'm not really enjoying any of this. Like, none of these guys are super fun to watch. I like watching Castro and Catalario, but not performing, then it's like, I don't know. And, uh, you know, fortunately, Ramos is doing something. Otherwise, it would just be a complete void on offense.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine if he wasn't in this lineup? I mean, even one of the things to consider too is Jacoby Jones, who's been off to struggling. I know that Dan Dickerson keeps talking about his last hundred games. So looking for consistency and and you hope that you can find it, but you know, at, at some point too, when do you decide in the middle of eight? I mean, I think that at the end of the month, we'll see some more decisions being made obviously. And I know Zach short was on the taxi squad, but I mean, the one positive of the weekend wasn't a total loss. Was Alex Lange? Or Alex Lange. They did, "Did I say that right?" Alex Lange. Alex, Alex Lange. I don't think Alex do Lange. Lang. What the yeah. hell is wrong with me? Alex Lange had a really big, had a solid debut on Saturday. Saturday night. So that's a takeaway, and that's something that you can you can build off of for the bullpen. That was kind of Cisnero didn't look as sharp. Norris, same thing kind of today. They were – Norris was okay, but still, if, compared to Cleveland – look at Cleveland's bullpen. Chris, I never heard the word cut fastball. He was more often than I heard this weekend. I mean, does every, does every single
0: Indians pitcher throws a cut fastball? Good grief. I, you know, it, That might be something that they're looking into. I mean, it certainly was working for Bieber and – not Bieber. uh Plesak, I think, was throwing a cutter a lot and uh, and uh maybe surveil. I don't know. All of them, yeah. And Class A has just a natural cutting fastball. No, they've, they've, uh, you know, Class A was the guy they got for Corey Kluber. When they traded Corey Kluber a couple of years ago, they got Class A and then he blew out his arm last year or something happened. Uh, but he's back and obviously disgusting. And Karen Jack is a guy. He's got like, like he's like an analytics darling, almost a complete over the top, uh, nearly perfect spin fastball combined with a breaking ball. He doesn't throw it on his strikes, but. Yeah, I mean, they've they, they built their bullpen pretty well. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it it just sucks to see all this talent out there from this team. that They didn't invest a ton of resources. They've got a better bullpen than the Tigers, and they've got a better rotation than the Tigers. <laughs> and it's their offense, I, mean, I didn't think their offense was uh, very good heading into this, but they sure beat up on the Tigers' pitch. So, yeah, and the whole thing is just uh, not a whole lot to take home from – that series, that's positive. Yeah, I mean, in the, the, the stat of the there was the, the tweet of the weekend
1: that I saw, and it was something that our friend of the show Keen posted, and it was very true. So the Indians draft weird. So the Indians finished eighty-one to eighty in twenty fifteen. Then drafted Aaron Schavel third round, Shane Beaver fourth round, Zach Plesac twelfth round. Remarkable. You don't have to lose on purpose to find MLB players in the draft.
0: Yeah, no, other teams do it uh, seemingly a lot more than the Tigers have. Either. I I feel like yeah, I've dug into that before and it's probably, you know, some teams are better at it than others, but yeah, we, we've talked about it before that 2016 draft of the, for Cleveland set them up really well. And then Karen Jack, we said he was like a late round pick. And the Tigers, they got Tarek Skubal. That's great. But they've not really hit on anybody outside the second round since like Alex Avila was a fifth rounder back in, in 2008. So yeah. Although Will Vest, Will Vest was their twelfth round pick in twenty seventeen, and he went and got his first big league win there for Seattle. So congrats to Will Vest.
1: Uh, I'm 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 excited for I'm ex- <laughs> I'm excited for somebody that can go to another organization and be able to succeed, and not because he's not succeed with the Tigers, rather, but it was Seattle saw something and gave him an opportunity. Yeah, I mean it's
0: a Rule Five pick, so he has to be there. So there's 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 that. You know, had he stayed with the with the Tigers, he would. Who knows? Maybe he would have come up and pitched this year too. But um, yeah, I mean the 2017 draft looks kind of rough. Alex Fido, and that's about it. Yeah, it's
1: starting to. Yeah, I mean again, in this look, bottom line is the better this team is, the more people we have engaged with us. And right now, you could just tell based off the mood this week. It was just it's.
0: No, no one's I mean, have, people are asking about who's who, who to watch for in the 2022 MLB draft, and we're not even halfway to, to, through the college season for this year for the 21 draft. It's, uh, it's bleak, man. I, I don't know. It's hard to have any confidence whatsoever in the front office when they just can't find guys who can hit. It's been forever. When's the last time they had a good offense? 2016? And that was when they had, you know, paid for Justin Upton, and they still had relatively viable Miguel Cabrera, and V-Mart was still around, I think. And it's just, yeah, they, Ian Kinsler. Look at look at the guys they brought in the last few years on offense. Who, who, Candelario show some signs, Castro show some signs, but beyond that, it's just a bunch of bunch of guys. It's really it, it really sucks this deep into a rebuild to not feel like there's, they might have two, three hitters who are part of the next contender you feel like you should have more progress than that by this point. Even
1: you look, at even guys like Framel Reyes, who feels like he does only hit the Tigers pitching and he does to a certain extent. But when you see even with like the White Sox, I mean, they gave up Fernando Tatis Jr. Correct. I mean, they gave him up. They give it, they've given up some big names and yet, here they are or right now. If you look at the standings in terms of where how they're in, Brandon, you and I have joked about and the White Sox are four and four, so they're not exactly setting the world on fire. But the Twins lost, to Seattle came back on them. But the White Sox been able to build up a farm system pretty quickly, trading their veteran players. So, yeah, did
0: compare like, compare who the White Sox we've talked about it before, but compare who the White Sox got in their trades versus who the Tigers got in their trades. The White Sox landed yawn, Mancada. Uh, Lucas Giolito, Dane Dunning who they used to flip to get Lance Lynn. They got uh, Eloy Jimenez in a trade. They've got who else am I missing? I'm missing uh, the pitcher who uh in relief today. Same deal as the Makata deal. They they wow. just they got they got huge pieces of their team from that. And in the comparison for the Tigers that now that they, they weren't one to one. Chris Sale had a good contract with Jose Quintana and, and you know, Adam Eaton, I don't know how they got Lucas Giolito for Adam Eaton, but, you know, I guess the Nats wanted to move and win. And Giolito, to be fair, Giolito wasn't doing what he is now. He struggled. He had to reinvent himself. But, yeah, I mean, they've got three or four key pieces of their future in those deals. And the Tigers got Gawel Lugo, Jose King, Sergio Alcantara, Nick Rogers, and Franklin Perez. And that's the difference right there. Tigers. Uh, The White Sox basically started rebuilding immediately and and have their cornerstones, and the Tigers are still looking for
1: them. I mean, even for example, I'll give you an example with the twenty seven in twenty seventeen. They were able to just a a guy that I mean, granted, he's not something he was. He's been in the minors back and forth, but they received in in the Yankees trade when they traded for Todd. They traded Todd Frazier, Dave Robinson, Tommy Canell. For the they got Blake Rutherford out of the deal, Tyler, a year worth Tyler Clippert. But I mean, they're all, they're still in the minors. So that, but that's, again, those are guys are not like writing your, you know, they write home about or anything. But um, still, I mean, it was something that, like at least Rutherford will be somewhat of a, four, a a fourth outfielder option. You know, it's not, again, and I know that's kind of a, and even, uh, you remember Mercedes? That was a 2017 Rule 5 draft.
0: Minor League Rule 5 pick, I think. Yeah. That was, was a minor league, yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, we talk about that. The Tigers may have done something and cool with Akil do. Maybe they found something awesome to her that that's, you know, credit for, it, but you just don't see that nearly enough. And we talk, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it is beating a dead horse. Like yes, that trade, those trades are three, four years ago. They just, it's going to be like the original sin of the administration. Like they got nothing for their all star talent. JD Martinez, what did he do today? Three home runs, three for six today. Or yeah. Four for six, I think. Four for six. Four I believe. For six. It's just they gave, they they lost really talented players and got nothing in return. And you can't win like that. You can't rebuild like that. There's nothing I mean, there's nothing to say about it. We can hope for Das Cameron. We can hope Franklin Perez has a miracle. We hope Jake uh, Jake Rogers figures out how to hit. Uh it's not I don't think it's gonna happen, man. And it's 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 why this rebuild seems like it's just gonna keep going on forever, and we're gonna be talking about Elijah Green. And Brock Porter and other, you know, 2022 draft prospects because that's all we've got now. Which brings me to the next thing I was gonna tell the one thing that
1: we're gonna do for the, the two shows a week is we're going to bring in draft draft conversations because honestly, I'll tell you this one, you know, Chris. I can't you're right. We can't beat a dead horse going the tigers, dr- 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 dr. we can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. We, you, and I yeah. started doing a podcast together in 2017. I think 2017, late 2016, we started doing this together. It's been a giant crap show. It's been we have not experienced any type of. We last year they're at 500, and that was kind of that was exciting. That was great.
0: But yeah, for, for the first month or whatever, yeah, it, yeah, they hit. It was eighteen eighteen. I think they made it. I'm like, oh man, yeah, first time they've been 500 first since 2016. And then, yeah, what do they finish? Like three and 20? <laughs> yeah. I mean, which is fine, whatever. I mean, they are coming to up. So, uh, you know, get the third pick and get yourself. I don't know. Jordan Lawler or Kumar Rocker? Maybe Marcella Meyer? Who knows? But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I,
1: we just can't beat a dead horse. So there's going to be some definite uh, other parts of the conversation that we'll have. I and mean, we'll talk some more draft as it comes along, draft prospects. I know that people have been. Really like your articles about that, and
0: same so thing. It's just like anybody who uh, is is interested in it, I'm glad they're reading it. But yeah, I don't think it's uh, it's not a not a huge audience there that cares that much about the upcoming draft. And I, I've mostly been focused on college baseball because the stats are so much easier, and it's just you don't you don't have to dig around for you know, hey, what's going on in Seattle prep baseball right now. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that in the past, and it's it, you know, and, and high school stats are so useless anyway. I found at least yeah. they're, they're fun to talk about. Like Alex Mooney hit, hit four home runs in one game the other day, or two games on one day. Think he hit four home runs. That's that's awesome. But also, yeah, I mean, he's a potential first round pick playing high school baseball in Michigan. So you're you're gonna hit four home runs when you're at yeah. So yeah, that to... level of
1: talent we were supposed to see him on Thursday and the game out rained down against Woodhaven against the kid who's gonna be pitching for Michigan State, and that would have been sweet. Yeah. But the, the moment we were walking up and Jake got a little bit of video
0: and then it just started pouring and then we had to he, leave. He got a, a video of Brock Porter hitting a single Brock Porter is the pitcher for Orchard Lake St. Mary's, who is top ten talent overall in the 2022 draft, maybe top twenty. Really, you know, impressive right handed pitcher from I think he's from Milford. But, you know, throwing a high 90s already. Yeah, I was impressed. You guys, you guys went down to Toledo to catch an alternate type game. And then you were going to hit up, uh, you were doing real baseball scout stuff. And then, you know, Mother Nature didn't, uh, you know, help. And that's one of those things that that's like anybody who ever does any real scouting will tell you like, yeah, there's nothing worse than weather, man. You could, you got to have like double, triple plans for things like that. You know, guys, I think that was one of the stories you talked about. Like people went in to go see Mike Trout. In New Jersey, when it was a high schooler, and like the weather was just garbage, so they're like, No, no, can't, can't watch him. And that's how you end up, you know, with a Hall of Famer landing the, the 24th or 25th pick. Sometimes just, you know, weather doesn't cooperate.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, we, if I would have thought about it too, the Down River area doesn't really have. I mean, there's some other schools that are okay in baseball, but nothing a college prospect or well, baseball field. You know, yeah, perfect. I mean.
0: That's one of the things. I mean, Michigan is not a great place to go catch games. I know Sikowski's been doing really well. He went down to Ipsy to watch uh, Sam Bachman for Miami of Ohio, who's probably top top twenty pick, and he was going to try to go to Toledo to catch Joe Rock from Ohio, who's a lefty pitcher who might be a first rounder. You do what you can. There's certainly first round talent uh, in the Big Ten but it's not like being in Georgia or Florida or North Carolina or something like that. We're like, Oh, this game's right now. I'll just have 30 minutes. To go see another one or practice or anything like that. California, SoCal. Even yeah. Jeff
1: from uh, prospects live was watching games all weekend. I was talking earlier and we mm-hmm. were talking about this, this project we're working on and he was watching the Arkansas, the crazy Arkansas Ole Miss. Yeah. Ole Miss game was like 18, 18, 18 to
0: 14.
1: 14. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. it's ridiculous. And end ended up watching it. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, like, took a break from what i was doing and tuned in tune in and it's good to see that And it was it added to a really interesting afternoon because i just i watched the entire tiger game I, like at one point i just scrambled the notes and anybody that knows me well enough to know that my i'm at a rant level because i'm just i'm i'm expe- almost in a way kind of expected this to happen but Talk about drafts, talk about anything else but that was fine by me. And Jeff and I talked for 15, 20 minutes about the the best best jerseys in the SEC, too. So (laughs) that made up for a good conversation. But uh, no, uh, in in terms of what we saw in Toledo, by the way, Chris, Logan Shore was the starter, 93-94, fastball change up, kind of a slurve kind of thing going. And then Heminance was warming up when we left because we had to go up to watch uh, Mooney play. And that was really—I mean—in terms of everybody trying to had a hard time scoring up the ball against uh, Shelby Miller, who was throwing at least
0: ninety-four. But you know that gun in Toledo was kind of hot, so we weren't sure. Yeah, without I I, I remember last year that the one scout, Tiger Scout, I think it was, or somebody for the Tigers said that the gun was pretty close. That was twenty nineteen. At that point, he said it was pretty good. The West Michigan one was the one that was always a little bit like two three miles an hour. But either way, yeah, I mean, you know you watch your eyes scout scout with your eye. You don't necessarily need the radar. You see that, that nobody's squaring up to me Miller. Then, you know, all right, well, that's all I really need to know. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that, that, that some of us will get down to more games in Toledo, either in the next month or when they actually start playing triple A games. So. Yeah, there's going to be, I, I think there's
1: going to, there's going to be a couple games coming up before. I know keen posted that there's going to be games starting this week in Lakeland. So double mm-hmm. A games are going to be going on and
0: and down there. So I believe. Yeah, and you, and you you found that link. The Cubs were just broadcasting their uh, alternate site game on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, yeah, who to fuck it. But <sighs> uh, so if we tuned in. You sent me the link, and of course it rained. We got to see the full face batters give up two hits, and then that was it. That was the game. Yeah.
1: And Zach and Zach Short was part of this uh, thing called the Compound, and Bill Curtis, if you're familiar with the voice of Cole Case Files, was the narrator. Which is strange to think okay. that Bill Bill Curtis with such a distinctive voice was talking about the Cubs. Meanwhile, you hear him also talking about a woman was stabbed eighteen times, and it's just a weird the same the same voice due to that. But no, and you know what? I, I, I got a you know I, I have a small complaint here, and I think it's a valid one. How look if we you and I are able to stream yard anytime anywhere on a laptop, why can't the Tigers, logistically speaking, I understand maybe the camera angles stuff like that, but there's software now where I can actually turn this board into a multi-camera function thing, like I have yeah, I two mean, multiple cameras. I, I don't get it, Chris. Yeah,
0: no, they've got everything set up at Toledo. They broadcast those games in HD. It, it's you know all oh. the buttons games. It, it's it is a choice that either comes down to, they don't want people to see their players or they don't want to, uh, you know, there's some sort of financial cost that they don't want to uh, deal with. And that's it. Um, and, and we've talked about it. It's another thing we talked about. if you know, This is, franchises talk so much about prospects in the future. Why aren't you showing them to us? Why can't, why is it so hard to see them? You know, shouldn't you be updating us and sending us video clips and stuff? You should see other player development sites the dodgers update they show highlights of their players all that stuff so i don't know man yeah yeah it's of it's been that that, that kind of weekend where you just you you can't help but be critical of the entire operation
1: yeah if we seem like we're being too harsh well guess what too bad i don't care i mean honestly like it's just it's
0: You know, at some point, everybody needs to start holding the tigers to some kind of standard. They need they need to put a product on the like. Why why should anybody pay for anything that they do if they they can't put together a winner or or they're not trying? Why should anybody pay attention at all? Really, honestly, just because we were raised to like the tigers doesn't mean we have to keep doing it. You know, I I I say goodbye to lions and I feel just fine about it, and I know a lot of of other people have. And you know, that's what you do when the, the ownership and the General manager in the front office, they don't step up. There's nothing that says you have to root for this team forever and pay money.
1: I mean, I, I got season tickets because I love baseball and I've always wanted to go to the game, and I'm gonna still go to the game. So I'm not gonna it's not it, this, small, this, this slow start, or whatever, is not gonna deter me or anything. But I'm gonna complain when I have to complain because it's just <laughs> to me, it's just what am I gonna sit there and go? That's and that's the thing about the fans that go. You're being too negative. What I t- t- tell me for any Tiger fan is listening to the podcast for the first time and they think that I'm quote, word, quote unquote too negative. What would you say? Trust the process, Tr- show is it just were, we're people being too mean? Like, I understand, like, look, and I, I say this for anybody who's on Tiger's Twitter or Tiger's social media and they get this reference. You think Mark Gourache is horrible because he's. It you know, tells it how it is and yeah he is a little he can get a little attack of against people. that's fine. that's for Biling clan that's your, your opinion that's fine. but when I see fans get after people for being too negative and it's not the team voice it's how what are you seeing that I don't see? Tell me, please give me a logical explanation on what you see that makes me quote unquote make people like myself quote unquote too angry and too negative. I, I'm not like, no seriously, like yeah. I don't chat during on Twitter as much anymore because on purpose just because I just it's just too easy, low hanging fruit kind of stuff. But
0: come on. Yeah. I I try to just let the stats themselves when I can. I mean, I guess the the only thing you could say and we already mentioned it, like we knew they were gonna be bad this year, this is expected, but it still it doesn't make it feel any better. Watch it play out. To watch it, you know just at bat after at bat of weak ground balls and strikeouts and, you know, pitchers not, not throwing strikes fielders, not making the right play. It's just, you know, it's, it's uh, it's bad baseball. And yeah. like I said, there's not, there's no reason you have to watch bad baseball. You can watch bad baseball and still enjoy it by watching college baseball. Cause you're not emotionally invested in the teams. Do that, but don't, don't do me a favor. Don't tell me not
1: to be angry. Don't tell people, Oh, you guys are being too negative. And, and don't stop. I hate, I hate, I, I just, that, enough. Because what you saw this weekend, you make all the jokes you want. You can make all, it's just, it's opening, it's only eight games. Okay, that's fine. But you're going against Houston, who has played, again, Houston's lost G- George Springer. They've lost a couple people, but they're, 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 they're keep rolling on. They're, as of right now, heading into tomorrow night's game.
0: They're six and three. With a, a plus plus twenty three run differential after losing the last two games. Tigers have a minus twenty five run differential. Second worst in baseball behind only Oakland. So You're
1: saving three. Grace. Yo, you have your saving grace that you're gonna play Oakland this week, but they the Tigers, historically speaking, never play well in Oakland. Never do. It's when you go when you go out to Anaheim
0: and Oakland for whatever reason the Tigers struggle there. Yeah, no, those will be in um, are we going to stay up till ten o'clock to watch this game? I don't know. Really, really sure. might, might, uh, might just catch it in the morning. The replay. We'll see. No, uh, uh, yeah. well,
1: I mean, if we have their article to do, great. But uh, you know, the re- replay does it, does it serve some purposes. Pittsburgh, but, but, yeah. Who's fielding yeah. a four-year-old roster? Chris has a run differential
0: of fifteen. They have at least scored thirty-four runs. Yeah, I think they beat the Cubs or won the series against the Cubs this week. Yeah, it's. Uh...
1: They were they were off to a one they were off to a one and six start they were not looking good
0: yeah yeah and, and that's the thing Tigers could somehow win two out of three in Houston I mean I don't think they will but they could because baseball's weird and suddenly we're like hey not too bad that's a decent road trip but yeah it, it, it looks ugly right now and there's no other way to act really I don't think. yeah I mean you could we take it in stride and say yeah uh, it's gonna be a long year settle down but it's still if they suck then we're gonna talk about them sucking and if they have a good weekend they go three and zero and look good. We'll talk about them, and we'll be excited because that's what we do. But, yeah, this is how it's going to be. So, but yeah. No there were some good college baseball series this weekend, like you talked about. There. Arkansas and yeah. Ole Miss, that's like a two and three team. Tennessee almost swept Florida, I think. Until I think wow. it went to extras in Florida. I pulled it out today. Uh, TCU and Texas was a big series, I think. No, TCU and Texas Tech. So it's interesting because nobody ever wins at Texas Tech in Lubbock. And TCU went out there and scored six runs in the first inning of the series and and took that game. But then Texas Tech came back and got them in the last two games. And and Jace Young, who I don't know if people remember Josh Young, he went to the Rangers a couple years ago in the first round. He might have been like the eighth overall pick. His little brother had a monster weekend. I think he went seven for 15 with four home runs. He now leads all of college baseball with 15 homers. And he, he might be top five pick next year. So, I don't know. There's always more baseball to watch out there. Yeah, yeah. you had Texas. Yeah,
1: you, know, you, you said something about Texas, right? Like the Texas. Well, back- and
0: Texas, was, Texas was playing Kansas State, I think, which is, you know, Ty Madden and Jordan Wicks, they're both uh, first-round picks probably. And uh, that was a, a wild series. And Texas has a guy named Ivan Melendez. Who is just on, you know, one of the biggest benders of all time? He's, he's homered in six straight games. He's got seven of his eight home runs in the season in the last six games. He's hitting 375. I think he's mostly a DH. they won five in just, a row. Yeah. And he's hitting these spot. I mean, Texas is a big stadium. It's, kind of, it's, it's not easy to hit a ton of home runs out there. That's one of the things like Cody Clemens, you know, hit a bunch of home runs. It was like, hey, that's pretty impressive. And this dude is just hitting tanks. He's hitting them over the giant center field wall, over the scoreboard. He's just bombing the ball. So I don't really know. I mean, he may be a name i think he spent two years at the code, so he may be a name who climbs up the draft boards but i don't know much about him other than he's just going crazy right now
1: yeah and then you forget in the big 10 by the way there was a no hitter indiana oh i missed that indiana yeah i believe it was indiana had a no hitter i believe was that today or yesterday i think it was yesterday i'm double checking right because oh, right I, I saw
0: mccade brown was like a potential first rounder. I, I think he saw i saw he had like nine strikeouts seven walked maybe that was the, that game
1: yeah, it was the Brown and Tucker combined for the
0: Hoosiers' first no hitter since 1984. Yeah, McKay Brown. He's got a nasty breaking ball. Apparently, it was a little bit too nasty in that game. Too well, many walks. But yeah, and then I was talking to you on, you know, being Michigan fans and generally hating the fact that they always lose to Ohio State. And it's not not just in football; they have lost a ton to Ohio State in baseball in the last few years. Even though Michigan was nominally the better team, and they had the lead on Friday and went out and blew it. But they won the last two games, so they took it the seriously.
1: Yeah, and Brown, who leads the Big Ten with 58 strikeouts, he threw 101 pitches in five innings, and I mean Mercer, who the, the other pitcher, who his numbers weren't really that good. Pitt, I mean, just coming into that, uh, posting a 6.23 ERA over the last over the last four one thirds innings he's pitched, but he allowed just one walk during you know his best season high 54 pitches. So got the double play and. End of the game, so it was a very unconventional hitter, but uh, it works. So, yeah,
0: it was a it's a real Edward Jackson AJ Burnett hitter,
1: <laughs> sloppy, but it gets the job done. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other other you know, even baseball wise, Joe Musgrove, San Diego product, yeah. threw through a beautiful game, and another Pittsburgh Pirate pitcher, yeah, yeah
0: former Pirate. Oh, the former Pirate. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's that's first no-hitter in San Diego Padres history. You know, we, I retweeted that Sully dude who, who for the last however many years, his, every single game has said, I predict today
1: so-and-so oh, will Oh, yeah, I time. saw,
0: I he's, saw. Done, <laughs> he's done it every day for years and years and years, and it finally came true, and so people were retweeting him. I was like, oh, my God, this have got him all the time. And it's like, nah, he does it every day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's awesome to see, especially for, a, like, a local kid. Uh, very
1: cool yeah and it, it was a good story to see especially because the last couple weeks of what's been going on with baseball the the whole all-star game the sh- shenanigans and the moving what have you and people throwing a fit about that and all that jazz and so it was just a good, a good story to see a good big. and yeah it, even right now with the college baseball right now, in terms of let's get back to college baseball for one quick second. Look at the top three team in the country, all SEC. I mean, yep. and if you go if you want to go I'm skimming things the top ten overall, Vanderbilt number one, Arkansas, old miss, Mississippi State number five, number six, Tennessee. Then you got Texas or uh I'm sorry, uh no, is Louisville? No, no, Louisville's in the uh Louisville's ACC ACC. That's right. Okay, so Texas. I was like, what, what Texas school is it in the SEC? Is it A&M? a A M. m Okay, it's A&M. Okay, sorry. I just want to make sure, because I always got Texas Tech and Texas
0: A&M. Confused yeah. With the SEC, so. yeah, well, Texas Tech and TCU are in the Big 12, right? Along with Texas.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yep.
0: Yeah. No, it, it's. Uh, I think Vanderbilt lost 2-3 to Georgia. Where Kumar Rocker gave up three home runs out of nowhere. I mean, people have been talking about his velocity dip, and, and that was kind of wild because Georgia hasn't been a top twenty-five team this year, but you know Jack Lider was doing nasty shit again. Excuse my language, but sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and I mean, it seems seems like Jack Lider is kind of I don't know. I wouldn't say run away with the first overall pick, but he seems like he separated himself from Rocker by this point.
1: Um, by the way, Michigan did win today, sixteen to seven. Yeah, so
0: yeah, they they came back and won. That was on ESPN two, I think. But uh, yeah, so Vanderbilt. Lost two out of three to Georgia, so they'll drop. Tennessee, I think, took two or three from Florida, unless I'm mistaken. Maybe there was more than that, so they'll they'll move up. East Carolina, I think, is a top-ten team, aren't they? Or they're close. Yeah, they are. East Carolina is number nine. And they they took four from Memphis. And they've got a kid on their team who I like a lot named Connor Norby. He's uh, like their leadoff hitter, second base. He went eight for 17 this weekend with a double and a homer. He's now hitting 442 on the air. With, with nine homers and eight steals and 11 walks and 18 strikeouts. He's, uh, you know, and the Tigers are familiar with ECU. That's where they got Bryant Packard, so maybe Connor Norby will be the next Detroit Tigers infielder in a couple of years. Well, you know,
1: let me ask you, Pittsburgh's not usually a baseball power, right? They beat Miami with the ranked. Yeah,
0: this yeah, they they, they swept, uh, I think they swept, they've had a really interesting year. Yeah, They, they I don't know if they at the bottom of the ACC, but they were not considered, uh, I don't think, a top tier team but they've got they've got a uh, an interesting friday night starter named mitch myers who's pretty good I, I don't know he's probably a top five round draft guy and i'm trying to think they've got uh you know i've got this this working theory about how you name your child depends uh, determines what sport they're going to end up playing <laughs> um and it basically goes like this if you give your kid like a very bland basic name like a kevin or a james or a chris they're going to the NBA all like all the big stars in the NBA have these really, I mean, the most part, they have really bland names. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Tim Tim Duncan. Yeah. Like Michael. Yeah. if you put an apostrophe in your kid's name, they're going to the NFL. You know, if they're like a Dan Quarian or Travius or something like that NFL, that's just where you go with the apostrophes. And if you name your kid after a geographic feature, they're going to the, they're they're playing baseball and you can see there, there's a, there's a dude, you know. There's rock shoulders. There's forest wall. There's river ridings. And and if you look at Pittsburgh, I kind of think the name of the, the the guy who bats first for them. I think it's Sky Duff. Like, all these baseball players are named after geographic elements. I'm just waiting for like Volcano Johansson to come out and pitch.
1: <laughs> or
0: uh, but, Typhoon Jones, yeah. ty,
1: Typhoon Williams. Yeah. Irf, just- earthquake a
0: Patterson, there you go. that's another. So that's, that's, that's my working theory on names. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, that's not true. It just me being silly, but uh, that's what I got. Forest wall, river writings.
1: Yeah, the guy also, stuff. they got a guy, they got a guy named, named, named Nico Papa, Nico Papa.
0: Nico Papa. Yeah, there's a, there's a kid yes. on, there's a there's a kid on down step, river town, I think. Like what, come on, river town. Some real, you know, blue ivy stuff. Northwest, nonsense, but whatever. Pilot inspector.
1: You know what? Uh, by the way, the is you know what? Ron Washington Jr.'s Son is on that team. So wait, Ron Washington the third,
0: the or th- Jr. Is on which team? Is that Pittsburgh. Really isn't. Ron Washington, like a hundred years old, or is he just looking? I guess he was playing in the eighties, wasn't he? Still he was playing eighties. He, he, you know what? Let me let me look at. Well, yeah. I'll double, let me double check that. Um, well, you know what? I mean, Leland had a kid who was drafted in like two thousand ten, right? Two thousand eight. Yeah. What year, what year was that? That's his phone. Yeah, his dad is.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not. his um no, it's not. No, it's not his son. It's, it's no relation. So okay, no, no relation. Sorry. Double checking. Okay, check yeah. Oh, somebody come back on the podcast and yell at me about that. No, he's not related, he came from no. Texas. I got sec- I got excited for a second. So, um, <laughs> one of the comments, but when I was researching, it's like, so it's not the son of nose candy Ron Washington. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no.
1: Um, real quick before we end the podcast, I know we're kind of randomly going everywhere, but one thing I yeah. wanted to mention was the Tarek Scoobal spin rate thing. Oh. So, like, I know we were talking about that. You and I, Chip and Jake, were messaging about that too. Is there any concern with that? Were you concerned about that at all? I mean, it was just 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 a bad night.
0: Well, I mean, his spin was down in spring training. It was down in his first start, and it's down here. And his velocity was down a little bit too. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not super concerned. I think that there's there's a possibility that Google is just early in the season, still trying to get things right, figure things out. Um. I don't really know of any instances, like any reasons why spin rate would be down a lot, unless, like my two theories were that either he stopped using the sticky stuff because MLB was cracking down on it, which seems odd to me because unless it was really blatant, then, uh, you know, they said they were going to crack down on people who had strange fluctuations in their spin rate. So I think you would just, if you were using it before, just keep using it, right? Right. The only other thing I can think of is uh that you know we know he went to drive on in the off season and that's where he developed that new split change which looks pretty good the only thing i can think of is that maybe in order to to do that he was messing around with his grips and and found a grip like a one single grip that he could throw all four of his pitches from or one release point or whatever and for whatever reason that a to touch spin i don't know i, I don't know Cody Stavenhagen noticed it, too, and he has got the capacity to ask people that. So maybe we'll see an article about it soon to get some more information, hopefully. But, yeah, I mean, it's something to keep an eye on. Really, I mean, I thought his results in the first game were, were fine. He, he he didn't look super dominant, but he looked okay. This, this game in Cleveland where he was just you know, giving up three home runs just looked. He never really looked dominant to me, so. Could have just been an off day, a sore arm. Who knows? Like I was joking, like maybe he's got after effects from getting the COVID vaccine. We we don't really know. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he has a couple more outings like that, I'll definitely be concerned, but not
1: not too worried. Just, yet. nah, I'm not gonna worry about it either. So that's that's one thing. So on that note, thank you for listening to the Tigers pack of or the. Short version of the show, the weekend ver- the weekend version. which we'll is called the weekend version because people expect it. But
0: Flag, supplemental,
1: supplemental. Yeah, there, that not. There we go. How did I not think of that? The biggest geek here, and just, just get all. And I couldn't even think of supplemental. Yes, right. uh, Tiger's SRD supplemental. God damn it, Chris, you're good. Right. Uh, <laughs> so check out our Wilson Ramos breakdown that will be posted on our YouTube channel here. So that'll be linked here as well. So you can check that out and. The again, patreon.com forward slash Tigers SRD. We just put the exclusive content of James Chipman and Jake doing a breakdown of possible rule five picks for next year. There's gonna be a second part of the post tomorrow. The reasons why, and we're gearing up, chips coming to town on May 13th. So it was nice to see that when I posted the videos on Tiger my League Report, that it lit up like a Christmas tree and it's surpassed now. It's almost at 2,400 followers. So thank you, everybody who subscribed to us on Twitter. Who doesn't get us confused with Keen? Because that happens very often. Where they're like they, Keens out everywhere, and Keen's like, no, that was that was Jake and Roger. So, but we'll be out definitely May 13th in West Michigan, and I think at the end of the month we'll be in Toledo. But there's more to come. More more games we'll be covering and doing some analysis on. So, plenty to stick to. Of course, you can find Jake's work also at Prospects Live, as we'll be doing some scouting reports there, and I'll be eventually getting some done here. But, yeah, I I realize I'm looking at the schedule ahead. I'm like, I'm not going to have a life for a while. That's okay. But, uh, anyway, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you Thursday with the new show with you for joining us. Have a good week, everybody.
0: See you. Get off our show!